Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, a completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentary of Star Trek episodes. Here are your hosts, Sean. Get me to my regular doctor. They're familiar with my weird, you know, things. Matt. It's completely bonkers, and, and yeah. I didn't understand what was happening, <laughs> yeah. like, 80% of the time, but I loved it. Jake. His abs unfurled. Philippe. I don't have honor! <laughs> What's the point? I want to live and sing and dance! Erin. Uh-oh, this show is so good, we're just, like, watching it. Min Win. Would you fuck, marry, or kill me? <laughs> all of that. I would do all <laughs> three. <laughs> all three in that order. Dear Diary, I kissed an android today, and he told me he felt nothing. Make it so. No one will hear that because we're going to replace it with the thing. Yeah, okay, but... good, because there's a lot of Philippe eating kettle corn. Why is a robot going to replace the they whole thing? They weren't. We'll hear this. <laughs> I know. We keep talking about this. When is he's AI gotta, just going to take place of get our on it. podcast? Somebody was telling me that um, that the, the like, chat, there's, like, a chat thing that yeah. can, like, if you tell it, write a rap in the style of Eminem... But it's all about D and D. Like it'll do. Like just do it. So right, right, right. It'll be good. That's getting pretty close to. Can we do that? But for this show, it's getting, probably yeah. it's getting pretty well, close I mean, to intelligence. Honestly, why don't we just have? We should have a segment where the AI does like a rap and then takes wraps it, and that you guys already have that. It's called Corrections Corner. <laughs> you all just get to sit back for fifteen minutes <laughs> while the AI jabbers on. Well, about I'm it. just saying that you wouldn't even have to do you, the career you know, of Ali Sheen. We still have to feed you though, Matt. Oh, what are we doing here, Matt? <laughs> we are watching part two of Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. If you haven't listened to part one, go back a week and listen to part one. <laughs> back in time. Go back in time. You're just like Riverdale. the Archie. Just like Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Just like Riverdale. You're going to miss a lot of the in-jokes if you don't go back and That's listen true. to part one first. We set some real doozies up for this. I've show. set up a lot of promises that I won't be able to keep, <laughs> but uh, how much time is left on the clock? I got 56.41. And we're, we're just... Kirk and McCoy have just gone down to Ruripente. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Before you start, I am now going to say the shit that I tried to say at the beginning of last week's episode that you wouldn't let me say. (sighs) I don't remember it quite So glad you've hung out with us this long, listeners. (laughs) You get to hear it now. (laughs) In case you were waiting for this. Yeah. So they go to Nimoy. They say, hey, Nimoy, what what do you think about Star Trek VI? Nimoy says... Hey, what if we do the Russian thing? And they're like, sounds great. Go find a writer. Nemo goes off and finds a writer. They write a script. Uh, then they bring in two other writers, and it turns into a huge kerfuffle about who gets credit for the story and the script. Has to go to arbitration, and the WGA gets involved and all that stuff. Big foo-foo about who is in charge <laughs> Good of Good job, Nemo. 
Nimoy. So Nimoy ends up getting story credit, yeah, but Nimoy, not Lawrence Connor, and Mark Rosenthal. Connor and Rosenthal are the two interlopers. They get story credit. Yeah. Nicholas Meyer and Denny Martin Flynn get the screenplay. Right. And so then they're like, well, who are we going to get to direct this thing? And they're and Shatner's like, I'd be happy to. And they were like, No, no thank, thank you, you. Jim. <laughs> yeah. You we gave you that one already. We and don't have to do any more. You got your one you that got you, your we one. had contractually. Although technically have... Nimoy got two and Shatner only got one, but whatever. Um so they they're like, Well, let's go back to the guy who knows how to make Star Trek movies. And they go to Nicholas Meyer, and Nicholas Meyer's like, Ah, sounds great. I'd love to. Uh, but I want to call it the undiscovered country because that's what I wanted to call Star Trek two. And you guys wouldn't let me, you made me call it the wrath of Khan. So can I call it Star Trek six, the undiscovered country? They said, sure. He said, can I fill it full of Shakespeare? They said, by all means, <laughs> they said, he said, can I spend $30 million and one cent? And they said, absolutely not. You can spend $30 million because that's what Star Trek five cost. You cannot go one dime over. So this movie is made very economically, but I think it looks pretty good. I think I think Nicholas Meyer is good at like stretching a dollar. Yeah, you know I mean, what I he mean. Had no like, budget for two. Two is like that too. He, what the eleven million was his uh, yeah, budget? Yeah, and two like and two looks amazing. Yeah. Like still, yeah, two looks great. This is a guy who knows how to make a movie make out production of, value on, yeah. on the cheap. Um. So that's the story I was going to tell you before. All right. So Nicholas Meyer comes on and he makes All right. this movie. Ten thousand dollar gentlemen is better. Are those moons or sun? The sons. Uh, the sons of Rurapente. Yeah. Those are the sons. John and Bill, the sons of Rurapente. <laughs> yeah, that's their moon names. John and Bill Pente, <laughs> son of Rur- sons of Rura. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? To... <laughs> that wow. was so stupid. Wow. I thought that you were going gonna... to recite a, like a Klingon poem, but like a war poem. <laughs> right. I burst into Klingon opera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know that Klingons famously like opera, right? Aaron, we've uh, we've seen we've talked about this on the show. Before. But like, it's always like it's this bad, joke though. that people can't take wa- like watching. A well, it's pretty intense, I think. Well, it's not like Volgan poetry. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> no. Of. Or it makes your head explode. Yeah. So Kirk and McCoy have been kidnapped. Or not kidnapped arrested. Arrested. Convicted. And, con- and tried. To sentenced to, to life imprisonment on the prison moon of Rurapente. <laughs> the yeah. devil's graveyard. Chekhov calls like it. Sounds like Rurapente. So now go ahead and punch. All right, show. let's touch this triangle. Three, two, one, punch. That was a long start to a show. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Klingon I had shouting. some stuff I need. Hey, really can needed I uh, real quickly do the I specs? I didn't do them last week. Yeah, so. go ahead. Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Uh, it came out in Look at that dog. Look at that dog wearing stat. a mask. <laughs> It made some poor dogs All trap right. that shit on his face. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry, go ahead, go around that rock thing. Jesus. Yeah, that's dumb. Go on. Sorry. Looking something up. So the release date of this film was December 6, 1991. Yep. Christmas. The Christmas movie. Take your family to see Star Trek. Yep. Their last row. They're going for the last one. Yep. On the eve of retirement, Kirk and McCoy are charged with assassinating the Klingon High Chancellor and imprisoned. Can I stop you for just a second, of John? Of course. 
I love the guy who brings out the box oh, for the other guy to stand yeah, on. It's like uh, there's something like that in like I want to say the bridge on the River Kwai. There's a scene like that where like the the the, the warden of the prison has a box that he stands on when he talks to everybody. It's a great detail. It's just like it's one of those little details that doesn't need to be there, but, but makes it, better. it just adds a lot of mm-hmm. like texture to it. Sorry, Sean, go ahead. Why does that guy have no clue? Because he's being punished. What they're saying to these guys is, we don't have to, like, punish you. We have no guards. The only punishment is, if you fuck up, we throw you outside, and there's no way to survive outside. So they've made an example of this guy by throwing him outside. And sure enough, he's going to freeze to yeah. death in like five seconds. That's a hell of a dog they got there. That is a, that is a weird like dog. I feel like all that stuff comes, because I feel like that's in every movie where they go to prison. It's like, the, there are no guards. The desert is the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that all comes from, uh, I so I escaped, like that old 20s movie, I escaped the chain gang. Sure. Because they're like. And now they're back on stage nine. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you've seen half the film. What do you think the IMDb rating of this movie oh, is? Movie. Ooh, this is a good question. Could be anywhere. It really could. It's hard to predict. Yeah. it's. I feel like it's going to be. I feel like it could be. It's going to be. I feel like it's going to be in the like. There's six, a real wide range sixes? of possibilities. Do you think movies are ra- ranked harsher. I think movies are ranked harsher, personally. You do? I do think. Well, there's generally more ranking. Rankings. Right. Yeah. More people are going to rank a movie than so an individual episode, episode so of a television show. Show. <laughs> Whoa. That's some like, good makeup work. There's some this. good, like, Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah. I feel like that was right out of here. Well, that was I Shrek, maybe but the blue. opposite, because just there's more work put into a movie than... I I generally find movies. Well, I don't, know I don't spend that. a lot of time thinking about IMDb. Man. Look at that guy. Uh... I just thought in my head that maybe more benefit would be given to a movie. Um, I, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I feel like it could go so either I way. I don't really say eight something, but now when you're talking sixes, I'm so I'm going to say a seven five. May seven. I I think I think the nerds like this movie. I think it's uh, an eight one. Seven point, it, seven point two. There's Iman. Six point eight. What's the answer, Sean? Seven point two. Oh, that's yeah. low. Jake. This movie is way better than that. Yeah, I, I, it's I, low. I was Jake a, was right on. Nope. I was right on. I, I was of the same mind. I felt like people would be harsh on this movie. I thought they. I don't good. understand it. I, I don't understand. I know I, that the fandom loves this movie. I mean, it's a perfect Star Trek film. It is. Like, I love that she smokes a little cigarillo, like. Uh, She's like, it'll keep you warm. She gives some to Kirk, but she doesn't give any to McCoy. Oh, yeah. He's a doctor. He understands. <laughs> he understands that it'll just kill He's you. He's like, it'll be cooties. <laughs> I love her hair. Yeah. She looks Fantastic. amazing. Good hair. Eye contact? I mean, she looks like Iman, and they, and they took out her contacts, and that's what her normal eyes look <laughs> <laughs> She was like, "Oh, I don't need anything. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Just let me just take my 
Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. We have to talk about this. This is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. They go down to the fucking kitchen. There's yes. a random guy pointing a flashlight at the ceiling. They're looking for the gravity boots. What are they? Is this movie secretly a Thanksgiving movie? Yeah, because right, they're dude. making Giant turkeys turkey. and they're making turkeys and mashed potatoes. Oh my god! I like to do the old <laughs> There's the turkeys. There's an old fashioned guy who literally has to hand mash the potatoes like they oh. haven't invented a better way to mash potatoes <laughs> in what? 300 years yeah. she shoots a phaser she blows up the pot now see how is that guy supposed to mash those potatoes <laughs> he, that man has a job those are some do. thick Teleport. potatoes though man why they do they have a wall in the farm. and why do they have a wall, wall of phasers in the kitchen Jesus. you never know when this you need it this is like a Tarantino wow. kitchen like where there's gonna be I have 700 questions about what's going on in this scene. What is all the stuff on the wall yeah. that they need on the kitchen? Is like, that like the the like the oven, the oven controls? Yeah. What is that? I love all the security guards come rushing in. Yeah. You can tell that they're like, they hey, like they're that, about to ready to that, play laser is that tag. Turkey? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the laser First of all, tag. there's 300 people on that ship. They have two turkeys and one bottom mass. <laughs> that is not <laughs> enough food. Right. I don't think <laughs> only the only the seven get the Thanksgiving. Meal. Oh, that was that when I watched this movie the other night with Stan, that was his theory as well. Stan's theory was only the yeah. the bridge guys get, get the good <laughs> get real food. And that's rough. why Chekhov rushes those security guys out. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You didn't see any turkeys in <laughs> oh, here. Go back to no, eat, no, no. Go eat your off. gelatinous cubes. Go Those off. guys went right to the lower decks and started talking, and they had food that was not from the replicator, and it was it smelled so it, good. It wasn't gelatinous cubes. It wasn't gelatinous cubes. So draw it. Draw look at that. It. Look at that pot of mashed potatoes. <laughs> that is some thick mashed potatoes, baby. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy. That must have been really hard oh, to work. This is a great scene. I like it. Uh, this is the scene that Jake said he remembered. Yes, this is the other scene that I remember from this movie yeah, before we watched it. Besides the gravity boots assassination. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm, that dog is getting a lot of screen time. Yeah, they must have spent a lot on that mask for the dog. Yeah. So anyway, that that galley scene just cracks me up. Yeah. I, I cannot get great. over how yeah. bizarre it is. Excellent. It must be Thanksgiving on the Enterprise. Or do they have turkey and mashed potatoes every night? I've seen like every time they have like a big big gala uh, on on Next Generation, they always have a big turkey. Oh really? Maybe it's just sort of classic Federation. Maybe that's just like Federation like What is going on? Like it so it's supposed to be a little joke because Spock says, I'm sure that wherever the captain is, he's trying to escape right now. And then they cut to Kirk getting the shit beat out of him. Kirk kicks <laughs> this guy in the knee. Yeah, that's right. Which causes him to turn bright blue. He was sort of pale blue before. Yeah. Oh. That's a fun makeup <laughs> yeah. that they've got that guy wearing. I mean, it's... there's no explanation for why Kirk was in this fight. Yep. It's just he's in prison. There are fights break out. And doesn't she say that they have it out? For She's him? about to say it right now. They're trying to kill him. He says, hey, I kicked that guy in the knee. And she's like, right. not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place. Tell Captain. Yeah. Wait, you I, should, you, I wish you could hear Iman's accent. It is. Thing to I hear. can keep them in a different place. Is that what she's saying? Yeah, she's Is the choice permission to move your genitals, guys? <laughs> Iman says yes. Iman says it's okay with her. Iman's married to David Bowie. He probably no one knows where he keeps yeah. his genitals. Yeah. 
everywhere. No shoulders, knees, or toes. His body just is, all, that's all he is, is just genitals. He's one giant genital. Is that what you're saying? No, I think he's several small genitals that oh, created a Voltron gen- style. I see. Transform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go by the ultimate. <laughs> he created. The, they, they all come together. And I'll form the head. Like they all, all, like jet, they all sleep in separate, separate boxes. And then in the morning, they wake up and then they form David Bowie. Yeah. So this is a very good scene between Shatner and uh, DeForest Kelly because Nicholas Meyer understands that McCoy is at his best when he's basically playing Jim's psychiatrist. This is essentially the exact same scene that they have together in Star Trek II where they're talking about like getting old and what are we going to do with our lives and bones is essentially a therapist and kirk's talking about like david's death and how he hates the klingons and blah 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 but this is all really good. Like, yeah, he's talking about how he he's gonna miss the sort of right. He's like, if you get used, if the if your status quo is, I hate Klingons right. for fifty years. You know, fights along the neutral. How do you, how do you adjust to this strange new say, world? Okay, now we're friends. That they're in. Well, and that's the. I think that was the mentality of a lot of like right it's military the, in the so the Cold War. It's like for years we were supposed to hate them. Right. Now, all of a sudden, we're supposed to be... Not... Well, now we hate them again well, right. because they're being assholes. But Sure. But, yeah, that's that's why this movie works, because it has a kind of, like, resonance to it that feels like... a. It feels like the real world. Like, these are the kinds of, you know, conversations you have in the real world. That's why this movie is good. Because, Mike... Because Nicholas Meyer understands that Star Trek works best when it's a metaphor, right? And so there has to be some larger idea at work. And it can be saving the whales or it can be yeah, getting older and feeling regrets or whatever, but it's got to have something to it. Something that's real world like in their current in the world your current situation. Can't be a complete. This abstract. is a great moment because we were talking earlier about how Kirk doesn't really get to leer at anyone in this movie. Yeah. I forgot that he's about to make out with. Yeah, Yvonne. yeah, totally, definitely. <laughs> what a step down! Watch, watch DeForest Kelly roll his eyes. It's hysterical. <laughs> That's some lip mashing. What is this? That was crazy. Iman's like, you're not the oldest man I've ever made out with. Yeah. That was true in Pritchett in real life. This is a great line. What is it with you, anyway? <laughs> DeForest <laughs> Kelly is very good in this movie. Mm. Oh, here yeah. comes Christian Slater. Oh, I forgot was... about this. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, that's George Takei. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, were you going to make everybody guess? No, no, no. I was just hoping. I just wanted to see the, the reaction when they saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I blew it. That's all good. I remember him. He's got rim lighting. This was a big deal that he was. He did this cameo. And he was a pretty big deal in 1991. Yeah. So, Sean, you probably read the same trivia piece of information that I knew, which is that Christian Slater's mother 
whose name is Mary Jo. She was the casting director. And she was the casting director on this movie. Yeah. And Christian Slater is a huge Star Trek fan. Oh, so nice. he called up his mom, was like, who hey, was casting this part? movie. Net babies. And said, Net babies. Nepo. Yeah, it's a Nepo baby. It is to, a Nepo baby. You're going to have to audition. Uh, <laughs> Pepto Bismo. Uh, no, I'm sure they Pepto were like, baby. I'm sure that Paramount was like, Christian Slater, who's a huge teen star yeah, right was, now, yeah. wants to be in this movie. Sure. No please. problem. Can you if make we can get star. one person under the age of 40 to come watch this right. movie. Who isn't a nerd. It'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little, like, handheld transporter that beams up blood. Yep. That's which is poop. pretty cool. That's the poop transporter. Right onto a slide. You can be. look at it in a oh, microscope. Boy, do I have some things to tell you about. <laughs> Poop. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. While they're doing the science, everybody knows science isn't real and boring. (laughs) Um. So now they're searching for the blood. Really, that was all the shirts you had. Were those shirts? Oh my god. (laughs) Um. Okay, Jake. Play the jingle. Which which jingle? Corrections? <laughs> I think we're doing corrections. All right. Oh my god! All these instruments. Are oh, oh yeah! Look at this piece of garbage. Detection. Look at how hard they're looking for uh, blood. Yeah. I I'm sorry. The mines. The metal they detector. They don't have yeah. in space. Uh, no. I didn't like that one. Like on next gen, you just tell the computer like scan for blood. Yeah. Hey, look! Uh, they found the gravity boots. Look how happy Valeris is. She's like, gotcha. Oh, yes. How did they even stick that? I'm sorry. That metal detector is one of the areas they saved money on to get under <laughs> yeah, the budget. Yeah, totally. They, uh, they did, that showed through. That was yeah. like uh, a little bit. Should we cut it? No, we need it. Uh, All right. What's up? These are corrections for episode 128, Arsenal of Freedom. This is season one of Star Trek The Next Generation. Jesus. Uh, they're like, hey, where's Iman? She's right there. She's a shapeshifter. Do you think she's an Odo? Do you think they've retconned this, Sean, that to make uh, her an Odo? I haven't heard. I've never heard that, but um, it's possible. What's an Odo? Oh, you're a find <laughs> out. You Don't give you give us about just, six just months? You wait. You'll learn all about. This is Odo. hilarious. This poor schmuck walks in. He's got the. He's. So they found his the boots in his locker. This is unfair. Like they've over. They've just like there's That's 14 Dax. people in That's there. Dax's locker. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything wrong. And they're like, hey, we caught you with these shoes. You're the killer. He's like, yeah, that's right. And then everyone's like, um, <laughs> uh, no. oh, those no. are not his shoes. I don't think he's fitting in those they're shoes. Like and she's gross. like, wah, wah. Like, that's the sound and she makes. Like, right that's though. gross. Mm-hmm. Aaron, um, I speculated that if you, that if I asked you in 10 years for one fact, about Star Trek The Next Generation, you would be able to tell me one fact. Do you, can you think of, if I ask you, Rao, tell me uh, one fact you know about the making of Star Trek The, the Next making? Generation. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> you know it. one, you absolutely know one fact. <laughs> it was made. <laughs> um... um. Do, does it help if I Gene give you Roddenberry a hint? Gene Roddenberry was involved a little bit it's, sometimes. That's true. That's, that's a fact. Go. That is a fact. That's All correct. Right. That's technically okay. a correct answer. Yes. Okay. The answer I was looking for, does anybody else remember what it is? Something about Denise Crosby? No, it was what 
what is the first episode that Whoopi Goldberg appears in? Uh, yeah, you know. You that. were very excited. Uh, yes. Oh, I kept asking. isn't it season two, episode one? It's it season is. two, episode one. Got and it. you and we talked about it a lot back then. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I will never forget that Whoopi Goldberg's first yeah, episode. I knew is season that. Two, I just didn't think one. of that as a fact. That's because that's that when I started watching. That's right. Okay. Cool. Um, first May episode, more importantly. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent Schiavelli is in that episode. He's the guest star in Arsenal of Freedom. And we talked about his career a little bit. Min was here, and Min said, uh, isn't he in Buckaroo Bonsai? And we didn't sort of, we never followed up on that. We sort of, like, moved on. But I looked it up. He is in Buckaroo oh, Bonsai. Man. Man, where man, are you? We miss you, man. man. Come back, please. was correct. He's also in Ghost. Yes. He's the... He's the... No, no, no. He's the ghost who teaches him. He's the subway. He's on the subway. He's kind of weird at the end. Like, he kind of turns on him, right? Yeah, he just runs away. He teaches him the the cat to kick the can. He teaches him the rules of how to Did that movie mean nothing to you, Philippe? everything to me. Everything. Were you not watching because you were looking lovingly at me while we were in the theater? What's amazing to me is how much we've talked about the movie Ghost on this podcast over the years. very important. It just comes up again and again. And yet we haven't seen the movie that's what we should watch at the oh, yeah. end of next season um it's got that amazing song that everybody loves does anybody want to guess what Vince, what vincent schiavelli's character's name is in, in ghost, ghost? Uh, subway ghost that is exactly right nice. he is credited as subway ghost uh, nice um, we're on we were, fire today. We were excited about watching Cruel Intentions because that was the movie we watched at the end of season Whose butt one. Has, is in that? I forget. Uh, Sean said, I hope we get to see it in person. Uh, we didn't, we I don't did think. Not. Right? We did not. No. So that's the correction there. Uh, did you guys know that there's a movie on Netflix called Do Revenge that's sort of. Yeah. That, yeah, we that watched has that. Sarah Michelle Geller in it. In a sort of cruel intentiony kind of movie, except she's playing the teacher. She's playing this. The... It's more of a homage. Is it, it? Was it good? Yeah, I liked it. It's... It got. I I looked it up today, and it got pretty decent reviews. I was curious if anybody had seen it and if it was fun. Did it get higher than a seven point two? <laughs> that I do not answer. Doubt it, because it has women in it, yeah. and the internet hates women. What's it called? In a... Do it's called Do Revenge. Revenge. It sounds like Strangers on a Train, but set in high school, where the two main characters who are high school girls, like, swap their Rhymes. revenges. Like, you do mine and I'll do yours. Oh, nice. And Wait, that way no one will catch recently? us. It's a new uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like recent. It's like a month or two. 2022. A month? That's old. That's a couple months. But it's like a twist. There's a twist. Uh, anyone want to guess what the IMDb rating is? Of uh, Do Revenge? Yeah. Seven, seven. Six, three. Seven, eight. Six, three on the oh. nose. Oh, Damn. beautiful. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Jennifer um, Caden Robinson, right? Is the writer director? Oh, I don't know. Name? Yes. Yeah. She's the director. It's got a hawk in Maya it. Maya right? Hawk, Uma Thurman's, and Ethan Hawk's daughter, who's yeah. on Stranger Things. She's and the it. girl, she's she from Riverdale? The girl's from Riverdale, Probably. right? Oh, shit. Camilla Mendez. She from Riverdale? That sounds like a girl. Who Maybe. Would be on she a plays show like Veronica Riverdale. on Riverdale. There you go. She does. Look at this. Like, they went, they went to, like, Alaska or somewhere to film these outdoor no scenes. Really? That wasn't yeah. filmed in. Uh, no, the... you can tell in the wide <laughs> shots 
like you can tell in the wide shots that they actually went somewhere to do this. That stuff. Just, but wow. it's all B team. Like you, n- you never see their faces in any of the yeah. like. They Still, never went it's to. Impressive. No, I know. It's like okay, hold up. He stretches Ethan a dollar. And, and uh, what's her name? Have a kid. Uma Thurman. Thurman. Yeah, all of that is true. Which one? She's the lesbian who works at the ice cream store. Oh, with that's the, their daughter. Uh, I, I haven't know gotten that. to that part yet. She yeah. looks exactly like Uma Thurman. I just started watching Stranger Things. Jesus, get oh, it. Wow. We are going to hate you so much for I, the next seven I, or eight seconds. I'm in the... I just finished... The, we're I've seen it. three I've episodes seen it like into season two, okay. watching it with the boy. That's fun. Season two. Here's it's the here's the scene yeah, we were talking season. about earlier. Oh, they're trying to read Klingon. So they're they're going to Rurupente to rescue the Kirk and McCoy, but they're trying to pretend that they're not Starfleet. So they're trying to speak Klingon, but the joke is that no one speaks Klingon. So they're looking in these like old-timey books, which for some reason they have on Yeah, why, is, why do they have books? Why, why aren't they reading it off a pad? Why is there a computer oh, telling because them? Because it's a funny why joke. Why do they speak fucking Klingon? Why do the Klingon, Klingon censors know there's a ship there but can't Michelle tell what kind Nichols, of a ship it right. is? Michelle Nichols' point was like, was like um, the funniest part of the scene. Who is Maggie supposed Warrior. to be a badass linguist who can speak a million languages, but she doesn't speak Klingon? That's the fun, fun. Uh, it's because it's funny. And, yeah, guys. there are a million and one. Because looking at them all, sp- look through dictionaries is funny. It is. It is. Oh, the this funniest is the scene. funny part, though. And the subtitles is very. And the subtitles are funny because they're just like. Because Klingons love, laughing. Watch her face when she's like, like, "Ugh, we got away with it." Watch her eye roll. Ha, 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 ha. We're all laughing. That's, that's amazing. She's so good at that moment. Like, she's like, this what is the, a bunch of bullshit. Why am I doing this bullshit? <laughs> that was real Michelle being like, that was real my Michelle character would speak fucking Klingon, uh. motherfuckers. We talked about the English patient. We couldn't remember if it came out in 95 or 96. It's 96. Oh, thank God. We argued about that. that God, you suck. Jesus. I, I mean, it, that sounds like a boring it, conversation. We talked about. <laughs> we, we talked about. We talked about pantyhose because Arsenal of Freedom is about this like wet thing that flies around and shoots the gang. Oh, that was a football. It's made out of a. a it's made out of a pantyhose. Oh uh, yeah. Egg and, yeah. and a football and a foot and a like yeah. shampoo bottle or something. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And I said it's made out of a legs, like you know, legs pantyhose. Yeah, it was like an egg, right? And yeah, it was sort of egg shaped. And yeah. we were like, does anybody even wear pantyhose anymore? Like, do they even still make legs? So I looked it up. They do oh. still make legs, yeah, of course. Although legs is pantyhose in general is has dropped like eighty yeah. percent since it's sort of heyday, like. They still make them, but they're not popular anymore. Um, I think tights are more popular than yeah. Those like, I thinking you yeah. wear tights. So pantyhose sort of fell out of fashion in the nineties and never really came back. Oh, look at her! She morphs into <laughs> she morphs into Kirk. Oh, oh Kirk doesn't loves Shatner nothing better. Shatner's favorite thing is acting, acting against, against himself. Yep. He's done it so many times. If only I could kiss him, too. They actually make a joke about it in this scene. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe I kissed you. And Heather Kirk is like, uh, must have been your favorite thing that ever you ever did. 
the like even the movie acknowledges that William Shatner is a raging <laughs> egomaniac. <laughs> uh, so then I found a article online from 2015 from the New York Times of all places, literally titled "Does anyone wear pantyhose anymore?" Uh, no. Apparently, Kate Middleton. Uh, wife of back. Prince William is a big pantyhose fan, and so they've they've sort of had a little resurgence because of her uh, uh, like fashion influence. Mm-hmm. Kate Middleton likes pantyhose, uh, but they're still kind her. of basically considered sort of. Well, yeah, everyone wears yoga pants and leggings now. Um. May played a name that tune game where she sang like songs to us, but without the words, and we had to guess the tune. Did uh, we do terribly? We did terribly. I did, but yeah, you did. But this time, when I was listening to it, I got the Christina Aguilera one without having to like listen to the answer. Oh. So I was proud of myself. Huh. Uh, that wasn't really a correction. I just wanted to say that. A little bit of patting on yourself on the back. Yeah, well, the Battle Bridge <laughs> is in that episode. And I was like, we we don't see the Battle Bridge very often. And Philippe was like, I think we see it one more time. That is correct. We what? see it three times total in all of Next Generation. It's in the pilot. It's in this episode, Arsenal of Freedom. And then it's in Best of Both Worlds Part 2 with the Borg. And so... So we'll was, never see it again. That's a correction. That's a... That's a not a correction. A correct. It's a confirmation yeah. corner. Oh, they rescued Jim. Yes. Scotty finds the clothes in a place that they weirdly never looked, considering they looked everywhere else. They never looked in the vent. Whole fucking and ship. They didn't even look behind that painting. They somehow there. missed this one spot. Uh, that machine was only pointed at the floor. Man, what it, is that compartment for it's, normally? It's, it's a clothes dryer, and oh, they didn't right. look in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they were right there. Everything else is Aaron, Aaron, do you want to guess, before it gets revealed, who the killer is? Ooh. Well, it was Dax. It wasn't Dax. <laughs> he had those big feet. <laughs> forget, ab- forget about who the shooters are. Who's the mastermind? Who's behind it all? There's a mastermind on the ship. Sure. There's a larger mastermind, but there's a mastermind on the ship. Worf. The the movie wants you to think it's Chekhov. They keep doing these shots of Chekhov sort of having, like, shifty eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. you, You have to... If you're pain. paying attention to the movie, you notice it. They keep because cutting. he's Russian. They just <laughs> whenever they talk. Yep. Whenever yep. they talk about somebody on the ship is a liar and secretly a they'll bad cut guy, to clean, cut they'll to cut him. to Walter Koenig, sort of looking suspicious. It's a misdirect. It's a red herring, like mm-hmm. communism. So, who do you think the killer is, Aaron? George Takei. It's not George Takei. It's somebody <laughs> on the, the only Enterprise. one that's not on the ship. <laughs> you want to try one more time? What's he up to? Uh, you want to put the Yuhura. microphone up by your mouth so Sorry. people can hear what you're saying? <laughs> I thought it was close enough. It wasn't. It was oh. down by your boobs. <laughs> uh, I really don't know. I, I'll say Yuhura just for mm. to keep it interesting. It's not Uhura. Um... Everyone else has seen this, right? So yes. everyone else knows. Yeah. I don't okay. remember, actually. So we'll let it just play out. Yeah. I honestly do not. Somebody has assassined the assassins. 
right? The two shooters are dead. The, the two guys who went on with the boots. It's got to be Spock. That's the coolest answer. Jim figured it out. They're literally making Thanksgiving. They've got celery. <laughs> yeah. They've got Brussels sprouts. They got the They basically again. just said the two people that were killed aren't dead. Right. They're in the hospital. They're baiting the person to come finish the this job. This is a trap. <laughs> That's a cool sneeze guard. So mm-hmm. we're about to see the big bad. Who oh, could it? Time to kill him. This is totally not a trap. Who's Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> Which is part I mean, of the like, And everything on this ship. Like, computer knows everything that happens. It knows how many times you pee a day. It's going to know that you went into the medic bay to shoot somebody. Oh, that looks like Worf. Oh, baby. It's Spock in the bed. Uh, oh, oh, it's Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Like, yeah, looks like Worf. The only new character. How how not obvious. Yeah. Now, oh, see, yeah. here's, my, like that. here's my one <laughs> nerdy complaint about this movie. This moment would mean so much more if this was Savick. Mm. Yeah. Because they've built, they had already built Savick up over the course of, you know, three movies as this really important character who they both Kirk and Spock have like really strong like affection for. So to have, to have it be Savick, I think really would have like paid off emotionally in that sort of Avengers Endgame kind of way where it like, it pays off because they've been playing the long game this whole time. Yeah, So, I understand why they didn't, but uh, there's a there's a universe where Kirstie Alley comes back and plays this character, and it makes this movie fifteen to twenty percent better. And Not the other chick today. that played Savick? No, because she wasn't very good. No offense to that person, who? but the person the, who plays the her in woman three. who plays her in three and four. Oh yeah, I guess she's, she's in barely four in a little four, bit, but, but she's yeah. in it. So yeah. this, just imagine this, like. Because then she would have a relationship with all of these characters. Right. Because she's known them for a the long time. The betrayal would have been like... The betrayal would have meant so much more. Yeah. It's like... And she's not even like... Her argument is... Her argument is not, I'm a villain. Her argument is like, I was doing the right thing. And I was doing what you wanted me to do. Because you're the one who said Klingons are you know, horrible and we should kill them. So uh, her argument is I was doing the right thing the whole time. Yeah. Who is that? And I think that if Kirstie Alley had been coerced to come back and do this, it could have been a really. Well, and you can see a world where Savick would be like that, right? Right. Because she was such a true believer. And in she's the half Romulan anyway. You yeah. know, she's like she's a deceiver. For this time, it's for the greater good in her own mind. Well, so this is the funny thing. She just admitted that Klingons and Federation have been conspiring against the peace. Correct. But the whole point of the peace is that for them to get along. So they're already kind of getting along, but they're just getting along. It's stopping. Sure. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, so just be friends, guys. Just so be friends. here's yeah. where this movie takes a turn into the problematic, as we would say now. But it felt that way even then. Like, 
I can remember even then people being like, this scene feels a little mind rapey. Right, right, uh, right. Like, he's mind melding with Without her permission. to get the information he needs out of her. And, and it feels kind of gross, especially because he's like, grabbing the back he's of her like, head yeah. he's like physically restraining her and then he's gonna double melder in a second here yep. and you can't hear it because we have the sound off but the sound that she makes is very distressing yeah i thought he was just fixing her bangs yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she starts crying like this feels uncomfortable it's to just watch. It's like CIA Black Site Zero Dark Thirty. Right. Shit. It's supposed to feel Jessica Chastain. It's supposed. I think it's. And I think that's what they were going for is to, that it should feel like Jack Bauer on Twenty Four or something. Yeah. Torture. But, but because I think it's because a man and a, he's it's a man and a woman and he's, well, and we're already established there. Sort see, of. She makes this kind of like horrible sound right there. That's like. Because he's double fisting her, okay. <laughs> and like even Scotty's like that's Samantha. Too what much. am I? What are, what are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah it's true. She's if, done and it then all. You yeah. get a close up on Uhura things <laughs> going like Uhura kind of clutches her pearls and is like, "That's not. I'm not okay with that." Yeah, but I'm not gonna do anything. So it's it just doesn't feel good <laughs> as a seed. Yeah, everyone's compromised. Everybody's even Kirk. It feels like I. We're all enabling this. Yeah, I don't know. I feel Kirk's like I don't know. I'm usually the one who sexually harasses the the lieutenant. I'm usually the one. That was rough for even me. Spock, what are you doing, man? Hey, Hey, there's George. So George is in the very beginning of this movie and the very end. Like he's. That's why I'm like, we haven't seen much of him. Maybe he's been shooting Gorkons. The big story was always that... Gorkon torpedoes. He wanted to be a captain. Sulu was supposed to get his own ship in Rathacon, and Shatner Shatner wouldn't allow it. Shatner put the kibosh on that. But he finally got his own ship in six. There's a whole series of novels in the Star Trek novel verse about Sulu. And his being the captain of the Excelsior. Hmm. And the Excelsior I've never is like read them, the flagship, but I know they exist. The Excelsior is like the flagship of... Yeah, because the Excelsior's from back in, you know, three movies ago. Yeah. They introduced the Excelsior, and it's supposed to be this next generation I mean, ship. look at the upholstery no on that chair. It's got... But it's like... Right. Well, he had a fancy teacup. We saw it earlier. Yeah. At, we weren't... We weren't really watching the movie at that point because we were <laughs> so distracted by the gigantic blue <laughs> semi-visible subtitles. Oh my god! They were so, so you big. you guys actually missed like the first five and a half minutes of the movie, <laughs> but we didn't miss. What we didn't miss was the laughs we had. Yeah, and this is this is another Nicholas Meyer scene because this is exactly like the scene. In two, when Kirk goes into Spock's quarters and says, I have to go, we have to go to Genesis and, like, get the thing. It's the same exact thing. Get the thing and put it on the thing. (laughs) This is a very good scene between the two of them about, like, Mm -hmm. their whole history and their relationship with each other. Nimoy's wearing his puffy white mm-hmm. robe from Star Trek Four. Mm-hmm. 
He must have gotten it repaired because he tore a bunch of it off in the last one. He got it restuffed. Yeah. <laughs> From the upholsterer. It looks like a fire hazard. Yeah, it looks like a fire you safety suit. cook it's with like those sleeves. Asbestos. It's asbestos. It's fine. This scene is probably like kind of the mission statement of the movie because it's all about them thinking, well, we're we're too old. That's why we can't accept this whole Klingon thing. Yeah. Our time is over. Yeah. It's time for, oh, I don't know, a next generation <laughs> to come along. Ooh. Thursday nights. Ones that aren't so racist. Slightly less they're racist. They're still racist. It's not as bad. Yeah. They're slightly less. Not so racist. Every generation, slightly less. Everyone's a little bit racist. In the music video of Who's Wait, Johnny? Uh, Who's yes. Johnny? Yeah. It's such a crazy video. Ali Sheedy's in it, yeah. but Steve Steve Gutenberg is represented by a cardboard cutout <laughs> that's in black and white. Now look at these glasses. Cardboard. This, the guy's wearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has great little, like, sort of half specs. All right, here we he go. He has sort of Dumbledore yeah. specs. From here on out, General Chang. Only talking in Shakespeare. He's quotes. all Shakespeare all the time. It's nine thirty in the morning, you guys. Yeah. Zero nine. I love the ship, clock. Ship time. Uh, yeah, ship time. I guess. Which who knows what that means? In this I like that Uhura figures out the where you, the way to beat you, it. Whatever port you leave from. Is that what it is? I think so. For like, is that how it works for on boats? Boats. I thought. But that doesn't make sense in space. I know. It doesn't make sense in space. Nope. I don't know. What, what are is they, it? So what time is it How on How do that? you know what time Well, you have is. some information on the ISS, but what time does, do they count it on the ISS? What? That's a good question. I didn't look that up. That'll have to be a probably said it in Greenwich Mean Time, GMT. right? Do you think so? Or they just have all the clocks. Or, yeah. But what are they, sleep, but what are they sleeping to? Like, are they going like... They must keep a 24-hour clock. I know, but I'm just saying, like, what uh, schedule are they on? Yeah, well, they maybe. probably have three shifts. They probably have shifts. Yeah. They probably have three eight-hour shifts, right? Yeah, or two twelves. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. What World. time is it on the International Space Station? It is GMT, yeah, yeah, Greenwich yeah. Mean Time. Yeah. Same time that it is in Iceland. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, that was the, uh, was the yeah. right call, because everybody's... Anyway, can we Nobody's get back happy. to who's Johnny? <laughs> who's Johnny? You know, yeah, um, cardboard cutout of Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, he's not in it. DeBarge. DeBarge. El DeBarge. El DeBarge. I watched that video yesterday to prepare for this. El DeBarge was really cute. Yep. Yep. 1980, whatever that was. He had another Love hit. that song. Love that movie. Didn't he have another kind of? Ali Sheedy was my girl. Oh, yeah. Ali Sheedy. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you about. Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy, when she was 12 years old, wrote a book called She Was Nice to Mice that became a bestseller. <laughs> she was like a child That's awesome. prodigy That's great. who became an actress. I thought that was a fun fact. That's a great fun. fact. I had no idea. We need to get that book. Yeah, She Was Nice to Mice. She Was Nice to Mice. Uh, what state is Springfield in on The Simpsons? 
Oregon. Kentucky. Kentucky, right? Well, the problem is... There's multiple answers. Because of the many contradictory statements regarding Springfield, it is impossible for the town to exist in a specific place. There's a uh, there's an episode where, where you they... told me, Philippe, that you had watched a video with one of your children yeah. and they about they, they a, a, like a deep Oregon. dive into where is Springfield. Yeah, and they can they concluded it was Oregon. Well, that. that's because Matt Groening is from Oregon and he ah. has said there's a town called Springfield outside of Portland. And he has said that he sort of based Springfield on that town. But that's mm-hmm. not a like in canon answer the, that's but, just but the video grinding. i watched was Gave all about compelling they were evidence. doing all the like what they said like well they took all the points where he said well to the south is the ocean or whatever you know to the west is right there's an episode where it's a behind the music style parody uh-huh. called behind the laughter and in that they specifically say this west western kentucky family uh uh-huh. Well, That's the only the time Simpsons on movie. the show that it's ever mentioned uh, that a state is ever given. In I won't an accept Kentucky. In the Simpsons movie, <laughs> Ned Flanders says that Bart tells Bart that the state where Springfield is located is bordered by Ohio, Nevada, Maine, and Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no answer to that yeah. question. I love it. That's great. So now they're getting re- they're getting the shit kicked out of them by the Klingons because the Klingons are cloaked and they can shoot and, and they play. can shoot, which, which was- historically is something they cannot do. Uhura is like, "Hey, uh, they're spitting out gas. It's an it's- they, yeah, <laughs> things got to have a tailpipe." Yep. She says, "Why don't we uh, zone things in? Gotta have a tailpipe." Yeah, she's like, "Why don't we zoom in on their like exhaust <laughs> pipe?" And uh, fist them, yeah. Basically, I with feel the like torpedo. this is something that they would have thought of as being like, well, they might have sensors. <laughs> this is a design flaw. Yeah, this yeah. That's like, like the Death Star having like a just an open <laughs> hole a, that goes hole to the straight down to the yeah. <laughs> to the kill switch. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna leave all the reactor core, but we're gonna have this one vent is a straight pipe. Um. You could not have it, but it won't go as fast and won't have that V8 sound. Ah, oh, fuck that. Did you guys not watch uh, Rogue One? That's where they explained that. Uh, that's true. They they retconned an, explain, an explanation for remember, why that why, exists. But Rogue One's really good. But I remember liking Rogue One. It is a little bit of a like mm, well, yeah. mm, hand wave. Uh, uh, data, we talked about whether Data shits. <laughs> because we talked about we talked about that regularly. We talk about it every week, but, even when we're not recording. But in that particular it. episode, the reason we talked about it was because he shits. There, we talked about whether he eats and the fact that he does eat, but just sort of to fit in with the rest of the gang. But uh, one of the theories that I said, one of the theories is that he has like a plastic bag in his you know stomach or whatever and so he just takes the food out at the end of the day (laughs) yeah um which prompted philippe to speculate that if you maybe you could fist data (laughs) pull the bag out and eat a carrot (laughs) quote what's up (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. There's no bell. That checks out. Well, sounds about right. And wow. I don't, I don't have a correction for that. I just wanted to say it again because yeah, it made me it laugh. Bears repeating. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> When I was listening to it yesterday, and you said, "What if you could just pull a carrot out of his ass and eat it up?" What's up, duck style? <laughs> and you made the like, you were like, you were like doing the little like cigar yeah, sound. I was yeah. like, Uh-oh. oh my god! Sometimes Philippe. Uh oh, they did a special hackity hack on. They that. hackity hacked it, and yeah. there they they fucking exposed it. Yeah, the super secret technology. Blast it! Blast it! Blast the fuck out of that thing! Yeah, man, whatever that is. Kaboom! Oh, yeah, yeah, that's an ILM. No more general oh, change. My miniature. I know some poor bastard spent a lot of time on that miniature, painting all the windows by hand. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's got some great. Oh, here they come! Mm-hmm. Come to save oh, the day! Come to save the day! There's an assassin. Scotty, you go over there and kick ass. On on top of everything else, there's an assassin. Yeah, like, they kill Kurtwood Smith. No, he's gonna kill. Oh yeah, he's gonna kill Kurtzman mm-hmm. to start the war, to spark the war. With yeah, the I like that they haven't changed sniper he technology. To, like, <laughs> look down. at that, not Kirk, just like dive yeah. over and. <sighs> so, I guess it doesn't matter explaining what's happening in that movie. What's they've revealed that. Starfleet was in on it because Valeris, you know, she's given up everybody. She mind melded with Spock and got exposed. But they nobody's tried to shut. Oh. Ah, Scotty oh, saves the day. Look. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Kirk tackles Kurtwood Smith again. Yeah. So in the oh yeah, Sulu beams in just in time to catch Brock Peters yeah. and be like, "No, you don't." There's a director's cut version of this movie, which I think is the version that has ha- all the, wire the, the DVD is on, that has the DVDs, mm-hmm. um, where they they peel the face off of that Klingon uh, Im- assassin, and it's the guy who plays, it's Rene Abajonois, it's the guy who plays Odo, oh, really? playing, an, playing a character from an earlier scene that got cut, and they just cut all of that, because it's like... You already know that Starfleet's involved. Why do you need to know that it was the a specific guy is disguised as a Klingon? Yeah. Like, so all of that stuff got cut. But then Renee shows up in Oda as Low a, clap. a few years. Wait, there's a Greek uh, Olympian over there. Spock gives a sp- or Kirk gives a classic Kirk speech about like the clapping of this group. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at that. <laughs> this is why Mark. this is not my favorite movie. I don't think Shatner I think Shatner is too Shatnery in this movie. No, he's so Shatnery. He's not giving a real performance like he is in two. That's why I think four is my favorite one. I feel like Shatner just The one with the whales. The one with the whales. Uh, That's four. I mean they literally stand there and like yes. hold for applause. Yeah, that's so weird. At, no, it's perfect. Because it's not Kirk and the gang that they're applauding for. Yeah. They are the audience applauding the for actors. those actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is the emotional catharsis of yeah. we're seeing these people for the last time 
And everyone knew it was going to be the last time. Like, they made a big deal they, out of they've it. They've been this doing it for 25 one. years. Yeah. And that's so cool. that's what that scene is about. I see. That it's, makes it, sense. it doesn't really work as a scene in the story. Like, why is everybody it's like clapping? A meta scene, right? But it's a meta scene. It's really a substitute for what's happening what in the real with world. with all that junk? All that junk inside that trunk. That's uh, Excelsior's. Yeah. Kirk has a pretty funny line, or McCoy has a funny line when they come off the bridge. Kirk says, well, once again, we've saved civilization as we know it. And Bone says, "Good time. this time they're not going to prosecute us. <laughs> normally they get thrown in prison and mm-hmm. things like that. And she's going to go learn. Oh, we're getting decommissioned. Yep. Mm. So they're getting told, you're done. Come back to Earth so that we can retire you. They should have one more movie where they're just like at Shady Acres together. Yeah. <laughs> they should turn I would watch Herbie. that movie in a. I would watch that movie. The, the opposite of Star Trek Babies, Star Trek Oldies. I want to watch Star Trek Oldies. Star yeah. Trek colon. I want the Wilford Brimley line. Yeah. Golden Treks. The Enterprise to be like Herbie. I want them to have that stripe and the number, th- whatever it is, 38, and have like a little, like, makes a little sounds and like, when you, like, oh, uh, he's gonna disobey orders yep. one last time. Yeah. He's like, fuck it, let's go for a flight. And he's like, go out there. Somewhere. And everyone's like, let's do yeah. it. Joyriding. Mm-hmm. Several big holes. Even holes Spock's the... on board. Well, Spock's the one who said, "Tell him to go to hell." Right. right. If I were human, I would say, "Go to hell." There they are. Yeah. Except, Sulu's except not for there. George Decay. Yeah, that's weird. Well, because he's already he got his, his own, own ship. ship. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't be up in that the final shot. They George. left that shot empty. That seat empty for yeah, George Decay. So he's doing the classic where no man has gone before. Yeah. But he changes it to say where no one has gone before. I'm cool with that. Because that's how that's next the gen woke does version. It. Yep. And then they literally fly off into the sunset. Yeah. Into the sun. And then like... we get this great moment yeah, where all they all signatures. sign their signatures. Later stolen as by a sort of, so as a sort of Marvel we Avengers in game. We were talking about this after we watched this. Are you, was this the first to do it? Yes. I've so. never seen it at any time uh, other than this. Yeah. This and the... I think it's so great. Yeah. I yeah. think it's beautiful and yeah. I think it's like it's such a nice way for all of the actors. literally signing off. Yeah. I love this. The Forrest Kelly, man. The Forrest Kelly's yeah. signature is amazing. It yeah. looks like Walt Disney's. It's awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so Endgame pulls this exact thing. Yep. And they, the Russos said this is Yeah, they, they admitted they, they took it straight from here. Yeah. And that's it. That's Star Yay. Trek 6. I enjoyed it. Yep. I was really glad to see Nichelle again. Yeah, Nichelle's awesome. Yeah, well, she's she's the only one who doesn't ever come back. Definitely. Because all, the rest of them all do, like... Even Chekhov? Yeah, he did, He does an episode... Well, he's in Generations. Oh, is he? Okay. I, okay. <laughs> it's him and Scotty and I knew Scotty Kirk was. In that opening yeah. chunk of Generations. 
she's the only one that was like, nah, I'm done. Well, she, I was like, it's probably not because she wasn't asked. She just probably. Oh, I'm sure they would have been thrilled. She was busy working for NASA. Oh, my God. If she, if she had called up Rick Berman and said, I want to be on Shit, a second. an episode of Next Generation. How they many will you do? They, yeah, exactly. How big a part you want? Do you, can you be in one with Whoopi? Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, my yeah. God. That would be great. Yeah, I, I, think, I want that. Yeah. I think she was just. She'd moved on. She'd moved on. That's fair. Um, she stuck with it for a long time. I'm not yeah. going to do the rest. I have more corrections, this. but I'm not going to do them. Save them. Because we're at the end of the movie. But I am going to quickly do, uh, because we already teased it, cleaning on oh, the yeah. International Space Station. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh where did this come from? It's part of a corrections corner. Why were we talking about it? Uh, oh, Ben brought it up. Uh, did it have to do with sex and there being jizz on the wall? No, I think it had more to do with uh, pooping. <laughs> Our two I favorite subjects. Some kind of bodily substance leaving somebody. I mean, we talk a lot about poop on this show. We talk a lot about... Other things. It, does anybody know how they clean it? Yeah, clean some, some kind of vacuum. Min Min said that the Robots. Min said that the ISS is famously dirty. Mm. Like he sort of said that as if that was a no, thing that people, people know. know that the ISS is dirty. Um, so they use. Handy wipes, basically, you know, like disinfectant wipes, because you don't want anything that's going to like turn into liquid globules floating around in the air. So they pray they use detergent spray. They use plastic gloves. They use wipe cloths. They use vacuum cleaners. Um, I think what man is talking about is that the ISS is famously smelly mm. not necessarily dirty but it has a a funk sure i'm guessing there's not a lot of showers going suit? on in the international space so station. you don't wear the suit inside so this is an article ah. from space.com which is like a very you know serious organization International Space Station has, quote, peculiar odor, <laughs> astronaut says. Mostly his name is Vlad. <laughs> so it's an, it's a European astronaut, Samantha Cristoforetti, Italian, I'm guessing. The smell is easy to get used to, but you should still avoid the trash in the toilet. There's a persistent, peculiar odor on board the International Space Station that takes a few days to get used to. So it's smelly. And you're not, really trapped. It's smelly but not dirty, I guess, is the answer to all of that. Well, that's just human funk up there. Wow. That's all the smell. It's the, ISS, the ISS is a unique built environment. People assume it's filthy, but it's not. It's many, many times cleaner than your bathroom at home. Jesus. How'd they know about my bathroom? I was like, oh, someone's been in my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, wait a minute. I would I'll like be, to argue uh, with them, but that's 
So why why is it so smelly then? I don't. I think it's just well, it's a confined. Okay. It's just a confined it's like, space. They don't, I mean, so they much, don't shower, right? There's they, they do shower. There there are cleaning facilities. I, I think they step more, they step into like yeah, a closet. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, no, it's different. It's but, not good. And I think it's more like a sponge down. Every and that, that they shower. probably do that. Every three or four days, like sure. I don't think that's a daily thing. So you know, here's the, what's the temperature on on the ISS? I, I well, I hope they keep it. Well, it's got to be a, in the seventy. I hope it's but, a brisk seventy-two because that's the ideal temperature. I'd be curious to know what it is. Anyway, that's wow. the story of the cleanliness and smell of the ISS. I will save possum news, although there's some good ones. Oh, give us one. Give possum us one. visits indoor climbing wall in Melbourne. You want that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there must be a ton of possums in Australia yeah. because the vast majority of possum news it's is coming, coming out there. of Australia. Well, that's where the marsupials reign. Mm-hmm. A curious young possum caused a stir at Northside Boulders, Brunswick, in Melbourne, Australia, yesterday. Seemingly looking to hone its climbing skills, the baby ringtail possum wandered through an open roller door and quickly ascended some equipment. Gym staff member Charlie Crease was tasked with marsupial management. So there's a picture of it. You Does guys it look can't like an it, American possum? I mean, it looks like... Not really. The face they're, is they're different. different. There's possums and opossums. Yeah, but they're both... Like, they're, you know. I, I mean, I count them both, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like saying... There's... I just wanted to see if it looked different. That's all. Well, I showed you the picture. Did you see it? Well, oh, sorry. I've got... A cat is like gnawing you, on me. Can you see my screen? Yeah, well, it's like got a different face. Tail. The face is small. And, the nose and they is, have hair on the tail. The nose is shorter. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. we're talking about the same yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, Let's they're cousins. Be <laughs> anyway, they went up there and they got it, and they brought it down. Yeah. Oh, see, look at that. That's kind of a cute possum. <laughs> This cat is on my shoulder. That is cute. That. They don't have yeah. the... Yeah, their face is different. T- uh, yeah. Snout it's the American. snout that's the problem. Yeah. That's yeah. the American opossum. Yeah. See, that's an, adorable, that's an adorable little... Yeah. But nose. That's a nose yeah. you want to go boop. boop. That's just a little like a boreal You don't want to go boop with like a regular American no, possum. that's true. You feel like you're going to get No, they'd bite the, the shit out of that. Yeah. But I respect But that. I don't think they do. I think they just look like they do. I know, but I just respect the hell out of that face. The possum left of its own accord at some point in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> like, when it was so ready. basically, the possum was just like, I got my workout in, I climbed the rock wall, yeah. and now I'm out. I'm out. Yep. Bye, bitches. I <laughs> spent nice. hours, man hours trying to get rid of me, and I'm just bouncing them out. I'm going to pay. Shares. I just left just my like, car in my car. I'll be right back. <laughs> this New Year's resolution isn't going to pan out. Who am I kidding? And he's out. Do you, so that, I'll, that I'll, I'll bring you more possum news next week. Thank I have you. more. Appreciate that. Do you want one? Connect them all up. Connect them yeah. all up. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I got my brain fired up. <laughs> I, I feel like I should give you an easy one because yes. we're at the my end brain. of yes. the, the night. A thousand here. percent. That's what I meant by my brain is fired up. For it. <laughs> my brain is on fire. Give me the easiest one you got. Yeah. Uh, 
all one cylinders are cooking. Yeah, I'm got in a wine fuel. I feel like I don't know why, but I feel like this is one that Philippe May might have. get. Oh no, I got pressure. Yeah. Right. A... Your first clue is seven thousand equals thirteen. Seven thousand equals thirteen. I like when Jake repeats the clue. Yeah. Password. Yeah, like, like password stuff. The password. Like as if it's gonna help me. <laughs> on but you remember on the old password show where like the, the voiceover guy would be like yeah. the password Duck. is anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, seven thousand equals thirteen. Sure. Yeah. As you do. Your second clue is thirteen equals eight. Oh no, it's the math all the way through. 13 equals 8. Will it help to you if I tell you it's not really math? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's numbers. That's okay. to do with positions. Yeah. Your third clue is 8 equals 5. This is like cute. Is this cube roots? Yeah. That's, no. Uh, Wait, that's it's not math. math. Not math. Wait, seven. What was the first one? Seven thousand equals thirteen. Seven thousand thirteen. 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 Eight. 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 Five. Five. Huh. Eight. Five. Seven thousand equals thirteen. Thirteen equals eight. Eight equals five. Um, it's. It. It's a. It's an arrow pointing okay. from seven thousand to thirteen, 13. but it's it, it might as well be an equal okay. sign for the purposes of the puzzle. The 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 symbol doesn't matter. Is it like, for the purposes of this clip? It, it feels like 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 almost like models come out this year. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, right. Or you see that the second number in the, in each clue becomes the first number in the following. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it wasn't like the evolution in like some sort of currency. Yeah. No, it's, okay. it's like, it's, to me, it feels like, it feels like I don't, I, it's model simpler number. than that. Is it like a submissions thing? Like the number of applications received for a job whittled down to the different no, stages? No, that, that is a really good, that would be a great, like application. That would be a great clue. Like, like college emissions. Percentage of emissions. Yeah, that would be a good one. Your fourth clue is five equals four. Uh,. Dennis that approved. Yeah, like American Idol. (laughs) This is a really tricky one in a very like connect them all up kind of way because they love to do the thing where you think it's about one thing, but it's really about something else. So this this puzzle tricks you into thinking that it's about numbers, but it's actually about letters. Yeah. Like 7,000 has 13 letters uh, in it. So 7,000 equals 13. 13, 13 has, eight. has eight letters right. in it. Eight, eight has, has five, five letters five. in it. And five has four letters nice. in it. It's the number Tricky, of tricky, letters tricky. in the, the, the word. The first the number. Mm-hmm. The first word, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, Some of these are hard because... On, when you watch the show, the unnamed show that I absolutely do not steal these puzzles from, <laughs> they show you can read the yeah. clues, so that sure. definitely helps. When they when they showed it on the show, like did 
was 7,000 written out in letters? No, it's then... always all numbers. It's all it, numbers, all of them so. was, were numbers. That's how they trick you into thinking that it's a math mm. thing. Mm. That is uh, if they had written it out, you'd be like, oh, it's a word thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. I like that puzzle, but I do think... I yeah, that's tricky. It's a little cheap. If you don't get on that one early. <laughs> here's a dumb one. Your first here's a dumb one. Here's one that's could not be more the opposite of that. Your first clue is Dave and Ken. Dave and Ken. It's like dolls. Dolls. Spouses. Your second clue is Frank and Joe. And like morning DJ popularity of names. It's like no. like br- sibling director duo. No. no, different names for dolls. Although that's my... a good clue too. That would be a good one too, Jake. What yeah. did Jake like, sibling he was like sibling directors. You could be like Joel and Ethan. It would be like the Gold Brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the first one? Ken. Dave and Ken. Dave and Ken. Frank and Joe. This might be the one where you get it. Chris and Mary Beth. Uh, it's like a TV duos. TV duos. Be more specific. TV. Uh, Gilligan. Who do you think Chris and Mary Beth are? I don't know. It's from some old TV show that oh, I was too young to watch. Is aren't they the twins on TV twins? TV. No, twins. They're not twins. Chris. Twins and... that play the same character. Or no. Uh, no. Brothers and sisters. No. Couples. No. Roommates. No. Uh, Different people who play nemesis. the same character. You are right that they are TV characters. Wait, we're Dave and Ken. Second one was Frank and Joe. Frank and does it help if I take it, tell you that Frank and Joe are also uh, literary characters in oh. addition to being TV characters? Uh, no, that didn't like, help. <laughs> I was like thinking: Is it like oh, hero it? and their nemesis? No. Mm. You're right that they're TV characters. Woo! Elliot and Olivia is your fourth clue. Elliot and Olivia. Is it? Elliot, is that from Odd Couple? No. That's Felix and Oscar. (laughs) Yeah. Elliot. Oh, nobody watches this show. That's supposed to be Are the one. Are they all that, on one show? That's no, but oh. Elliot and Olivia is supposed to be the clue that gives it away. It oh. just means nobody watches this show or any of those shows. I guess Stan would have gotten this. Or this as the second Law I said and Order it. duos. It's not Law and Order. It's just famous television crime duos. Okay. Elliot and Olivia are Stabler and Benson from Law and Order SVU. Right. Mm-hmm. Stan would have. Stan watches that show. Oh, it's Frank and Joe are from Dragnet. No, Frank and Joe are the Hardy Boys. Oh. These are TV crime-solving duos. Uh, yeah. So Elliot and Olivia are Law & Order SVU. Chris and Mary Beth are Cagney and Lacey. Uh. Frank and Joe are the Hardy Boys. Dave and Ken are Starsky and Hutch. Uh. They are famous television crime-fighting. Well, not not that by famous. their name. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those shows. I've seen. I'm uh, too young, except for maybe like an ep- episode. Of <laughs> yeah, Starsky but you've heard of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Like you're aware. Yeah, that not that's their a first name. Yeah. So. I didn't know they had. First yeah, but the Hardy Boys. Like everybody reads those books. Yeah, yeah. boys. Anyway, the Hardy Boys is our name. The Hardy Boys. Is our name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their names are Frank and Joe. 
Um, anyway, that one I thought you guys might get because it was about TV shows. We're we're dumb now. Uh, <laughs> it's too late. It's because it's too late. We're too. We've watched the whole movie. Oh, we need to do box office. Oh shit, we do need to do box office. Okay, we'll do that real quick. Yeah, that'll be a good ender. So the box office game. I am going to tell you the week that this movie came out. I'm pretty sure it's December 6th, 1991. And you guys are going to try and guess. Where did it go? What's its Uh, place? I'll tell Um, you in a second. Yearly box office. 1991. December 6th. All right. Hello, kitty, kitty. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm getting head-butted by a cat right now. It's the best. And so we are going to say the week of December 6th. Star Trek, the next Star Trek, the Undiscovered Country, by the way, did very well. It was a it was a hit. People liked it. And it was everybody was like, we did it, folks. We like wrapped this shit up. We went out on a good one. Everyone was happy. December 6th, 1991. Cast your minds back, if you can, to 1991 without looking at my screen. Mm -hmm. What were you guys doing in 1991? Oh, I see. So in December, it was the... So we were in juniors. Was Jurassic Park out that year? No, it's 93. It's a Home Alone out? Yeah. I think that was the year before. Otherwise, that would have been a good guess. Oh. Did he bite you? No, no. Oh. I bonked him <laughs> on the nose by accident while I was trying to pet him. No, he's being very sweet. Okay. So I was... I was a senior because I graduated in 92. So I was a senior in high school in 1991. Ghost? I came out to see. I went. I saw this movie in the theaters. Was like, Ghost 91? No. Ghost is 1990. So we're looking for the specific week, not yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the yeah, big yeah, movie. I'm trying to think year. about what was coming out. At the end. But think about Christmas time, 1991. Star Trek opens at number one. Oh, it makes nice. $22 million yeah, in its opening weekend. Good. What did it do total? Big hit. Uh, I don't know. I would have to click on a different screen to answer that question. When did Beauty and the Beast come out? Ooh, good question. Final domestic gross, $75 million. Nice. So, so million out of $30 million, budget, Pretty good. Pretty good. Everyone made money. Everyone Everyone's happy. happy. Number two is... A, I guess a kind of horror comedy. Evil uh, Dead? Evil Dead? No. How long? Is it new or? It's in week two. So it's relatively new. Is it the one, it's already the one ma- before? It's already made $68 million. It's a big oh. hit. They made another one. Oh. The second one is arguably better than the first one. What? Poltergeist? No. No. Oh. It's more of a comedy. Horror, it, I, it, horror comedy may be misleading you. Yeah. It is a comedy with hor- supernatural elements. Mask? No. <laughs> but you're that's uh, closer. Yeah. It's too late for a Ghostbusters. Uh, it's not a Ghostbusters. Mm. 
Some it's directed by a guy who is famous for having a very sort of like visual style, like mm. not like a Tim, not Tim Burton, but Tim in Burton. that sort of sort of a less famous <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> Adams Family. It's the Adams Family. Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, yeah. cinematographer nice. for the Coen Brothers, who became a director. Great movie. Yeah, it's the first Adams Family. Raúl Julia. Big hit. Raul Julia, Julia or Julia? Julia. Julia. Oh, Julia. And uh, Angelica. We just made my kids. We made our kids watch it. That movie, they keep trying to do the Addams Family. You'll never beat it. You can't beat Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. Yeah, that's tough. You can't, her especially. You can maybe find a better Gomez. I don't know, man. He is so good as Gomez. He's so good. Yeah. So good. But I agree. She's fan. I mean, they're equally. I think it's equal. I think it's maybe one of the best cast things ever. I feel the same about. Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. It was fun. I think who's playing those two in uh, that? Catherine Zeta Jones plays. Oh, that's pretty good. Actually. She did. I Louis, think I was Louis Guzman, Louis Guzman plays. Uh, that's pretty good too. He, actually, I mean, he's he's okay, but he does not. He's not. He's not Raul Julia. No, no. You you really miss you miss Raul Julia more than you. You know miss. who's better? Who would be better than Luis Guzman is Michael Pena. Oh yeah, Michael Pena would be. A very that's good the thing Gomez. about like Gomez has a franticness to him, yeah. right? As well, as well as sort of the coolness, the that, debonair you know, quality. Yeah, yeah. But Catherine also, Zeta Jones though, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, and she wears the dress well. I was going to the right thing, no. It's the right. She's got the right vibe. Mm-hmm. But Wednesday, I mean, I thought the Wednesday character she did the best. Oh yeah, yeah. she's the standout star of that one. Yeah. Uh, number three is a sort of coming of age drama. Sad, I think I've never seen it, but I my think girl, it has a sad ending. Yes, it's my girl. Nice. Yeah, that's exactly that right. Nice. I, saw that. I thought that was gonna be too. <laughs> nice job, really good. He dies, right? Yeah, yeah. He dies. bumblebees, bees. bees, bees. He gets stung by a bee and dies. <laughs> we yeah. showed that to the kids, and they were like, "Why did you show that?" To <laughs> <laughs> they literally asked, "Like, why did you show that?" Uh, they made a sequel to the Mad yeah. Girl. Yeah, my guy. She's right? not in it. Well, no, because no, he died. <laughs> Watch out for bees, kids. She's in it. <laughs> uh, number four is one of the probably the most popular animated films ever made. Uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Mm. Little yeah. Mermaid. Nope. I asked uh, Beauty and the Beast. It's Beauty and the Beast. Nice. You guys went on either side of the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron had you were like Aladdin. No, Aaron was right I on. I said, when yeah. did it come out? Because I was like, that's I thought it. you were right. I thought 91 was Oh, right. I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's okay. I missed it. It was before we started. I was like, I figured that was maybe number yep. one. Yep. Beauty and the Beast. It was in there. Massive. Big hit. Yep. Number five is a remake of a sort of sweaty Southern thriller. Oh, is it the one with Robert De Niro? It sure is. What's it called? Oh, Cape Fear. Fear. Yeah, Cape Fear. It's the remake of Cape Fear. used to have Robert Mitchum. Martin Scorsese. Robert Mitchum's in the remake, too. He plays the lawyer. That's right. I really like that movie. Not crazy Nick Nolte. Jessica Lang. Yeah. That's Rebecca DeMornay. Yeah. And Juliet Lewis. Lewis yeah. Oh, is that? In yeah. her like young teen, like yeah. innocent phase. 
That's it. That's the top five. Nice. Beautiful. That's the box office game. Good job, everybody. That was a good hook. Is sure. a, it just is a is a, it's number six, but that's only because it's, it isn't playing very in very many it's places. Been yet. It's been out for like months at this point. Was right? hook a hit? Or no, not? it's it hasn't come out yet. It's number oh. one the week after. <laughs> uh, oh, it was it was previews. Okay. It was previews. Gotcha. Did hook was mm. hook a hit or a flop? Yes. Hook was a hit, but oh. everybody remembers it as a flop. Just but Why? only because well, be, oh, only so because it wasn't the biggest movie of all time, and Spielberg's reputation was like he's it's like oh, James wow. Cameron with relative. Avatar. It's, it's like if it's not the biggest movie ever made, it's well, a flop. and also it was Jeez. like it's Spielberg working with Williams and Hoffman, right? And this movie's gonna Julia be, Roberts. Like it's gotta be the best. These are three of it's the biggest change actors. Our lives. Hoffman had just won the, the Academy Award for right. Rain Man. For yeah. Rain Man, you know Williams and Roberts were hot as shit at that point in time. Sure, it's her first or second movie after Pretty Woman. Really? Yeah, because Pretty Woman is ninety, so much Woman is 90 and then I think she makes Sleeping with the Enemy, and then I think she makes Hook. Hmm. Uh, the rest of the top ten, real quick: For the Boys, Bette Midler sure. and James Khan, mm-hmm. World War Two, USO movie, American Tale, Five Goes West, nice, yes. classic, Curly Sue, yeah, a great movie, Sue. John Hughes movie. And the people under the stairs. Oh, I saw that in the theater. West Craven movie. <laughs> we went. To, our buddy James was a horror nut, and he would always make us uh-huh. go watch all the. Anytime one of the new horror films came I out, that I movie. have never seen the people under stairs. It's fucking crazy. It that movie seems is like nuts. first of all, it stars Ned. It stars Ed Hurley. Yeah, and maybe, yeah, yeah. Right? They're the bad guys. But uh, I was reading about it because I was looking at this box office so i was like reading the wikipedia for that movie it kind of sounds like it's not entirely a horror movie that it's kind of a comedy it is yeah yeah. it's got some it's during west craven sort of he was thinking sort of meta right sort of pre-scream but he was starting to get going in that that direction you could tell he was trying to do sort of a raimi evil dead sort Uh of thing with that movie the thing about that is like the whole point of the people under the stairs are like the like children that this couple has kidnapped and Mm, basically malnourished until they're sort of monsters right but somehow even though they've been not fed they're just people they're not like yeah, they're just regular people. Somehow <laughs> they're, no, they have they're normal su- size. They have superpowers, like yeah. towards the they're end of the like film. They're not like weird albinos who have been <laughs> unexposed they look to sun. Like that, they're like that, but that's what I mean. Like they would be the weakest people in the world because sure. they haven't eaten regularly. <laughs> this is. Did you have? Has anybody <laughs> seen Barbarian? No. no, I've heard of it. No. Okay, we need. Well, then I won't talk about it anymore. But I've, I've heard I've Barbarian seen... has a similar problem built into yeah. it uh everyone should watch barbarian by the way it's really <laughs> it's really good i've heard I it's liked intense. it a lot is it yeah. intense it's it's very good is yeah. it new it's new it's yeah on it's HBO new max. it's on hbo max it's been out for a month the, the or two. justin long one mm. right yeah yeah i think so I yeah justin long's in it it's one of those movies that you think you know what it's doing, and then it's not doing that yeah, cool. at all. I it's like a very that. Good cool. movie. It, I saw the preview for it, and I was like, kind of intrigued. So. 
so thank you all for joining us for Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Amazing. Good movie, you yeah. guys. Right? Everybody agree? All you IMDb fuckers can suck. Aaron, Enjoyable. did you enjoy Star I Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country? Even though we kind of talked through the ending, I, Kirk and I the gang saved w- the day. I wouldn't mind watching it with sound. I think you on would, my own. I think you would actually like it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. It's I not as tell. good. It would be better if Whoopi Goldberg was in it. Well, but, yeah. but nothing's perfect. Can't have it all. Can't have everything. She was yeah. busy being a movie star. Was yeah. she making some uh, sister act right now? She was in yeah. 1991. She absolutely was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She was just and coming she out. Was she and she was popping up. She had on... just won the Academy Award. Yeah, she, yeah. That's she right. Would have won it that that year. That year. Wow. That April. And she was popping up on Next Generation every once in a while. We haven't seen her in a while. I know. Seems like she's been. And I don't think we see her. We def. I don't think we see her for a little while. She's not in as much of it as you think. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, most of she's not in much left. She's done most of her. Yeah, and they. The longer the show went on, the less she was in it because. I don't think she's in any episodes in the she last busy. season. So she, the yeah, next she episode, was very busy. That's right. The next episode she'll be in is the one where they. She's in two in a row. She's an imaginary friend. Yep. And Iborg. Ah. And then she's in Time Arrows Part One. Oh yeah, she is. She's the so kind of she's the main actually character. at the end of this season, the beginning of the next season, in four episodes out of six. Yeah. But then it's then it drops off a lot, I think. But then, yeah, she's really not in season six much. Um. So next week, oh, she's in the one where the rascals where they all turn into babies. That's a good, that's one. A good one. That's baby Star, Star Trek, Trek, baby Star Trek, Star Trek mm-hmm. babies. <laughs> next week we will watch Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, back at it again. We'll watch and. Until then, new ground. Uh, yeah, it's a wharf episode. I think that's the one with Alexander Roshenko. Oh, it's another Alexander <laughs> episode. You guys, like brace yourselves. I love it. I love how pissed you get. Oh, and Loaxana's in it too. So it's like, no, no, she's great. The mom's in it. Not Loaxana's not in it. No, new ground's the one where Loaxana comes to the ship because she's getting married. To David Ogden style. No, Work on no. this next week, y'all. I already. That, no, I'm 100 right. We've already watched watch this that, episode. We, we watched that episode. <laughs> that episode's over. Where they go in a spa. Uh, wait, I remember well, the one. The one is when Alexander Roshenko gets brought to live with Worf. That's yeah, and ground. no, the one after that where is the one where they're in the they have to go in the spa together because Loxana's getting married well that's the one we watched before undiscovered country isn't it i thought we'd already seen that we watched both of them we've already done both those episodes no we haven't yes we have no we haven't let's just do them again all right we have not done the one where they go to the the where Loxana and alexander no but that's not the one with david ogden steers isn't that the one where she's getting married and she doesn't want to get naked? That's a different episode. <laughs> we haven't done that one yet. Oh, okay. Well, All right, I, you guys. Let's not fight, guys. Work it off, out <laughs> offline. Just when we were getting guys, a flow, guys. I need less drama in 2023, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's my um, Wait, are we going to do 2023 predictions for the end of the year? Thanks for watching <laughs> and go to the places and do the things. And we'll be back next week. And my name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Leap. Aaron. Mate.
Thank you for listening and goodbye.